Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out the radio version of the show every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on WDJY 99.1 in Atlanta. We also air on a podcasting network in Los Angeles called the 405 Media. There's a TV version of the show that airs on KMVT 15 in Silicon Valley at 8 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday nights. Both versions of the show air in other states. For these show times plus past episodes, please visit the show's website at buildingthefutureshow.com. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. Join me at the 10th Annual Media Excellence Awards on January 18th in Beverly Hills, California. The attendees and I will be celebrating innovation and leadership in technology and entertainment. There are 20 award categories with 1,000 nominees. These awards honor those who are creating groundbreaking technology to better our lives and celebrate the hard work, determination, and brilliance in the leadership within the companies which create the new world we live in today. I will be recording nominees and winners at the awards. For tickets and more information, go to MediaXAwards.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Tariku Bugali. He's a film producer, actor, philanthropist, entrepreneur, advisor, author, and writer. Tariku, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for Kevin. Thank yeah. you for having me. I'm I'm yeah. excited to have you on the show. You've done some incredible things in your life so far. You're continually doing a bunch of really incredible things. But maybe before we kind of get into to some of that stuff. Let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Uh, I grew up in uh, Ethiopia, in the southern part of Ethiopia. Okay. And, uh, I, was, yeah, I was born in Addis, and, um, but my family lived in the uh, southern part of Ethiopia. Okay, very cool. So if I remember correctly, you have a lot of kind of brothers and sisters. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, my father had numerous wives, which, which okay. he was married, so he had kids from uh, uh, multiple relationships, which he had. I see. So how, how, what was the total, just out of curiosity? Well, for me, even a number. When I remember, it was around 13, and he might have added maybe a few more. <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's, yeah. no that's, that's really cool. So yeah. you've kind of had a bunch of kind of you know, university kind of college training. Do you kind of want to walk us through your educational background? Because I think it, it's actually really fascinating. And, and the, the battle kind of cat's tactical assault stuff for the movie I thought was kind of interesting. So do you want to kind of mm. walk us through your kind of educational background? My education, uh, uh, starting from like high school, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was very active in my school and also I was very active in my communities, so, and uh, I had also encounters with like NGOs from overseas. Sure. As you know, Ethiopia has uh, had uh, has I think still the struggle with poverty, and there are a lot of uh, non-profit organization, you know, uh, coming to, to Ethiopia to help after the famine which Ethiopia ha- had uh, before like 30 years ago. So, from high school, I was in, in, I had a lot of encounters with foreign nationals. Uh, I was communicating as well with the University of Florida. Uh, whom I had contact through the, the non-profit organizations such as like Peace Corps, Peace Corps, uh, they were there in the, where I grew up. So um, like when I was grade 10, I, I was sending a, uh, uh, what do you call it? I was applying for scholarship in University of Florida, okay. still, being in high, still being in high school. And the research which I was doing was technically, it was uh, 
uh, university level research, which I was doing for University of Florida. It's more so related to environmental kind of research. Okay. And cool. um, yeah, so technically the high school part of my things, uh, I didn't like my final phase of my high school. I was quite busy uh, looking outside of Ethiopia because I saw a limited opportunity for me uh, before I finished my high school. And um, so um, I looked for. And uh, when I came to South Africa, I had to, I self-funded myself mm -hmm. and working, working and also uh, studying part-time. Okay. And um, I was admitted to university uh, to do, um, I, I, I went a few times, but it's not easy for me working and still also doing your study, especially if you have got your own business, which you are running, sure. that, that, that stays with your mind, even if you go to school and still, you know, so I had a lot of things, but I had a lot of uh, effort to, to get my degree and this and that. So a few times I dropped out back and forth. And also I was admitted for masters in, uh, uh, for MBS without uh, no formal degrees or diplomas uh, a couple of times. And also I was admitted in Europe. Uh, to do masters without uh, formal degrees, and yeah, my love relationship with education has been there for so for some time. No, that that's great, man. That's that's really cool. Yeah. So, I, I want to kind of get into kind of you were kind of one of the big kind of driving forces behind AfricaHoldings.com, which eventually you sold. Correct? Do you want to maybe kind of give us a bit of history on on that company and kind of your other entrepreneurial? Uh, ventures kind of before you know the book and the movie and the other things that you're involved in today yeah that is quite <laughs> quite a question <laughs> yeah. i think you read did you read my book uh i have not read it i, I read well okay. parts of it but but yeah <laughs> okay okay you should read my book so i'll give you a little background of sure. what really happened with my company okay listen i am a serial entrepreneur so i've got a lot of ideas of, sure of, I come up like I refresh my skills now and then, and you know, sure. and I, I do something and I comp I accomplish it. I get bored. So I was Africa Holdings. I started this company sometimes ago. It was a it had a lot of companies under its umbrella. Uh, some ten to maybe ten to fifteen companies I could say, which was 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 under it. But most of them I didn't pull it off. Okay. It's like a blueprint which I had a grand vision for. Of connecting um, Africa to to the West, or to, you know, uh, and and facilitating trade and investment. So it's quite a, a quite massive project. Sure. It's not a, like a massive project, but I developed the blueprint, and um, there were a lot of uh, uh, pushbacks from from for, for me just to to focus in this Africa holdings. So it's a kind of like technically uh, there are some lines has been crossed. Okay. Which I feel that uh, the line which has been crossed uh, has bought the company, and I haven't got yet paid. <laughs> so right. it's a kind of like when you get my book called uh, "Unstoppable Challenge Accepted," you you'll see uh, what was happening around. So finally, it kind of like drained my energy, and I just kept it aside. And I said, "Okay, this company is sold to, the, to these people who might have crossed my line." So I'm looking forward for my payment. I see. But Interesting. It is. It is a company that has a huge potential. It can. It can. It can. It, is a, it can be a multi-billion company because the blueprint is there. It is. It is a, it's a matter of uh, structuring the, the financial and also uh, because the industry is already identified. If you see the website, it is. It is quite. Sure. Yeah. 
yeah, it has got quite a, a good blueprint in what direction to go, in what strategy to move, you know, to invest and those kind of stuff. So as a, it, is a, it is a good company that which I'm looking forward to be paid. No, I, I think that's great. I, that's that's actually really cool. And, and so I'm kind of curious, though, I, I think you're being a little bit kind of like modest a bit like you, I, I think, are very kind of inspiring in kind of what you you've done and you continue to do. And, and, and I think the book kind of covers like some great kind of success stories and kind of, you know, can be inspiring to people that come from all different kind of backgrounds. And, and so I want to dive a little bit deeper into kind of what exactly kind of the book covers. Um, let me tell you honestly, there are a lot of people who read the book. The book entirely is not written by entire life stories. Okay. If you have to cover every, like every chapter that you see, there are 15 chapters and those 15 chapters, it could be, um, uh, it could be five books, which could be over a thousand pages. Sure. Uh, we we didn't. Well, I had a lot of like you know um, input from people who read and said, "Listen, we are still in chapter one, and we don't know what in chapter one happened." But you are just telling us you started from here and you are in this point. We don't know the journeys you took that 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 through, and we need some more information on that. So it's not telling the entire part of my life. Sure. Uh, that's why the, the, the title itself is unstoppable because. I had I had I had non-stop kind of things happening in my life. So while in chapter one, before we digest, you are jumping chapter two, which is a different subject, nothing to do with that one. So it is not giving you a link to understand really what was from A to B, what happened, but just tells you I was in A, then you find me in B, you know, but it's not telling you the path from A to B, A to B what 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 happened really. So uh, it's not detailed, it's kind of like an overview of my life story. I mean, when you read the book, you'll understand. Got you. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I, I think the thing is that I find always kind of interesting about stuff like that is, some people think that they need to follow step by step, like how somebody else did it. But it doesn't really work mm. like that. Like everybody's got their own path to follow, and like, even if you try to follow somebody else's path, you just can't because you don't have the same kind of lifestyle or circumstances or geographic location or you know like it's just it's almost impossible you need to figure out how to kind of do it yourself so i no, i i think that that makes a lot of sense so i i really kind of want to cover all the stuff that we cover today so you you also have a movie called bloodline and and it's it's up for a couple awards um do you want to kind of talk about the movie and kind of the awards uh, yeah, I did uh, 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 a film which I am the producer, I'm the writer, and uh, I'm the lead actor. Uh, sure. Actually, even, yeah, actually also I'm ghost directing it. Um, also, I'm technically I'm a director of the film. So um, uh, it might be very overwhelming for uh, audience or for the people to find out that I'm, I'm, I'm having multiple hats in my head. And uh, so, so on this one, which I use... Um, uh, uh, different name okay. as a director. So, um, uh, Bloodline is about, um, uh, I'm sure you, you heard about uh, the Rhino Poachings. Totally, um, yep. Yeah, so it is quite uh, reef here, here in South Africa, and in Africa they are becoming more e extinct, and they are in danger wildlife. So, um, I felt I need to do some uh, something about this 
final issue. So when I was presenting the project, I, I saw I saw something which I can do for this wallet, and it was a very challenging project. But the film uh, it shows really what's happening on the ground. It's very controversial because there are a lot of beneficiaries on on the rhino poaching, especially here in, in Africa and South Africa. Sure. So yeah, so. Um, not, it was not easy, especially for a person that never been in acting and never done film right. makings. And for me to grasp and to learn fast and to adapt to the film industry and, you know, deliver a world-class film, which I think it might get by surprise, uh, the, the Oscar and Golden Glove members. Sure. Um, so um, it, it, has, it has been submitted. And um, we are screening from tomorrow, which is the uh, 1st of December to 7th December in Los Angeles, just for seven days for limited uh, screening, just to qualify as, as part of as part of the application process to to qualify for the uh, for the Golden and for the Oscar. Gotcha. And yeah, so that's very cool. I'm though quite excited. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm quite excited. I'm looking forward. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious then. Did you kind of self-fund the movie? Did you did you get a studio or kind of how did you get this thing actually made? <laughs> the film is quite controversial and quite high risk. Okay. And so if you see my pattern of businesses, I more like challenging and high risk kind of projects which I've been doing. Sure. Where people are like scared to, to, to go in and to do it. So... This bloodline is the same thing. There's no studio or there's no filmmaker who will go out and says, I'm going to make this this film or I'm going to expose really what's happening with, with poaching. Sure. There are a lot of documentaries out there, yeah. but most of them, they are not telling you really what's really happening because everybody's trying to push their own uh, 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 motives. Like Because like in South Africa, they, they, South Africa is allowed to buy and sell iron horns right. while it's banned all over the world. So... It's quite a risky uh, project, and even like getting funding because nobody wants to associate with this film. Right. Uh, so I couldn't get funding as well, even if there are funding for making films. Like if you go to Canada, you know, the government gives you some funds to make sure. films. Yeah. Or they give incentives here and there. So with Bloodline, I didn't get it. So I have to self-fund myself. Interesting. And so, yeah, so I think... Uh, there's no first first filmmaker or an actor or producer that puts his, his own money and makes a film to be an actor. <laughs> you know. Sure. So what I've done is it's quite uh, high risk and it's quite frustrating for me uh, to see what the outcome is going to be because a lot of money has been put in. There are also risk has been taken uh, to put this film on on on, on screen. No, I I think that's great though, and that and that mm. is a kind of inspiring story in itself, right? That you kind of yeah. just were passionate about something, and you know, and and you just you made it happen for yourself. I, I think that's that's really great. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm curious though. You also have this uh, startup dash workshop com, where you know you're you're doing this kind of you know kind of stuff on on the business side with mentorship and development and stuff what exactly is startup workshop and why did you kind of decide to do it uh startup workshop it was uh, uh it, it is to support entrepreneurship uh, uh and education uh, okay. what does mean that is that you know a lot of people's like um 
they need uh, uh, guidance and mentorship. It's not like I'm intending to give them a, a, a blueprint, sure. how to succeed on this and that. Uh, it is more on experience side, like on Q&A. If you see my life, I have touched a lot of businesses. Sure. You, you, you will find a lot of people who claim to be mentors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they write guidelines and books how to be a millionaire or how to be rich or how to do this and that. So I, with Startup Workshop, I'm not coming from that angle. More it is like on Q&A through the life which I had. I have answers for every startup entrepreneur. I've been that that real experience. If they throw any kind of questions to do with business or life experience, I have somehow went through that footstep that I could be able to answer. So it's not like, uh, as such, I have to write them a guideline or blueprint of how to do a formula for them. No, the formula is my life experience, which I, I which I experienced in multiple industries. Sure. And I've done multiple business. I've traveled a lot. So I could be able to answer the questions which any startup has. So it's more like a Q&A sessions, not like a kind of like I'm on a stage and try to tell, to, to give them motivation or inspiration of how this and that happens. It's not. Startup workshop is 100% like Q&A. Any, any audience from the, any audience has any questions to, 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 to answer for their questions. Uh, anything to do with business or life experiences. So I'm taking my own life experience and try to answer uh, the challenge which I have. Unlike what's happening really now, people calling themselves motivational, business, this and that, you know. If you see all their profiles, which I've been tracking, they, ha they haven't done any kind of businesses or they haven't been in that journeys, but they tend to answer or they tend to know when they've never been in that kind of experiences. Sure. So, so that, that is by itself for me, start a workshop by itself is quite uh, a, a good project, especially for a lot of startup and business people. Uh, because you, they will have a real experience, a real answer from real experience, unlike all these motivational business guidance, business whatever it is you call them. If you just all your profiles, trust me, they're never done in order to give a guidance or advice. <laughs> trust me. I mean, even if you look on the billionaires themselves, you just find them overnight that are billionaires. Now they tend to give you advice on how to be this and that. So that also is quite frustrating and scary for someone who wants to start a business because they are not telling you how the journey or they cannot even answer the frustrations, the question which every startup has. Sure. So that's where, through my experience, through my startup workshop, where I intend to, to answer the questions which they might have. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you copy there? No, I, I think that's great. And, I, and I, I do like that because, like, anybody that kind of just Googles you or goes to your LinkedIn page, like, we're only kind of scratching the surface of the stuff that you've kind of been involved in. You know, you, you've done stuff in kind of travel and tourism, retail, real estate, finance, technology, obviously kind of media and book or writing a book and being an author and kind of a filmmaker. So you're right. Like you have this kind of diverse background across a bunch of different industries on and offline. Right. And I, I think, just have it and to be fair I, I think the fact that you um you know weren't born in kind of north america giving kind of an outside perspective to kind of the global world and you like you said you've traveled a lot 
can bring a lot of valuable experience because I think a lot of people, especially in North America, just think about, well, if I crack America, I'm going to have a really great business. And, and that can be true, but there's a lot of other markets across the world that you could very much build a really good business that you might not be a billionaire at, but you don't need to be a billionaire to build a really good business to you know, live a fulfilling life and, and do something you love. Is, is it fair to say? Yeah, that's that's the one. So it's a kind of like it can touch a real, real what is a. It can answer the real core questions every startup, every business might have. I could have the answer for them. Sure. Uh, based on my uh, life experience with my business encounter, which I have. So the startup workshop is running workshop and interviews based on Q and A. Just just as a Q and A, take questions and answer. That's it. Sure. So do you do those kind of in person or on Skype or something or, or a bit of both? No, no, no. Uh, I just it's just Parker now because uh, okay. I'm busy with my filmmaking, which I'm which which I've invested heavily. Right. So with the startup workshop, I don't know when it's going to happen. OK. Uh, it might be sometime in the future because it, it, by itself, it's, it's, it's a massive platform, which sure. which needs you to travel here and there and have uh, Skype calls and whatever it is, marketing and the book. I think that one would be parked most probably for, I think I'm ahead of my time. So this this could be sometimes <laughs> after a long time because I can't put my feet everywhere here and there. So sure. I, just, I just come up with ideas, you know, I just build up things. So I've got like a short lifespan, like a year, I, you know. So it was con- when I started this one, it was I was in LA, and I saw a platform there, you know, either through um, uh, TV where you have uh, uh, maybe 30 minutes uh, TV things, and you just take in questions uh, and you answer, and you got audience, you know. So it needs its own platform uh, to work on a startup workshop. No, I, I that I think that's great. So you're also yeah. kind of working on an app called connect social what exactly is that and and why did you decide to kind of create it um if you see it like now on uh, the social platform uh there are there are a few big dominant social networking platforms Mm -hmm. uh, which dominates and has a monopoly of the you know the technology so they are not providing alternate for 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 consumers okay so with Connect Social, uh, um, it's, it's a platform very similar with Facebook, uh, but it will have the best of um, the best of platforms from you know where from where it it it, 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 it is like it's what how can I say is is it it's gonna be it's gonna go head on head on with Facebook. Let okay. me say it that ways. Interesting. Uh, if you see yeah, if you see Facebook, they have they have. Mark their their their, their gross panels. They are sitting now on two billion users. Yeah, uh, which which is our our population is seven billion, and uh, below a certain age, it could be another two three billion populations. So they have capped their their their, their market uh, segment. So there are room for another one uh, to kick up. And, and 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 you know because people they like to to experience and you know they like to test so I saw a market niche to launch uh, um, a social platform network that will provide a better user friendly and uh, not that much complicated easy to use and the mission is to bring people together uh, so already my beta version which is for web version is ready already and I'm busy with iOS. 
uh, which will be ready as well sometimes next month, December. Then once it's finished, it is quite a massive project, so I need to go for IPO and just kind of stuff because infrastructure is very, very, I mean, uh, big, uh, especially uh, pictures, uh, videos that con they take a lot of data. data. So that needs uh, quite, it's, it's an ambitious project. Oh, very much that. so. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. that. Yeah, it says that I'm going to have a platform that will compute with Facebook and it will have similar functions and, you know, so there are room for it to, to, to have um, another platform. Sure. So is is Facebook kind of big in kind of South Africa or, or is it not really a thing or some people have it or how does not, that kind of work? Not as, uh, I mean, Facebook, uh, I mean, 2 billion over two billion means you know it is almost the world the entire world is using it that's sure. why i gave you a ratio okay yeah so you have seven billion population and three three billions that could be under 13 and okay uh, i see uh, above 50 uh, maybe above 45 age there will be another billion two billion so facebook has reached its own its own, its own uh, market segment sure so okay. there are rooms just to to start up similar platforms so i think which which, That's which, uh, which was uh, connect social, um, and not, it's not only like the f that kind of things. We'll have also uh, providing uh, um, uh, ride services, or you'll have different platforms which is integrated to it, and it becomes uh, um, uh, one for all. No, I, I, I think that's. That's cool, man. Um, that's that's really great. So you got you're involved in a bunch of kind of philanthropy, kind of nonprofits as well. So walk us through kind of the different kind of philanthropy and kind of nonprofits that you're either you kind of work with or involved in. Yeah, I'm involved with a number of uh, philanthropic projects. Uh, my first one is uh, shoeforchild.org. Okay. Uh, which is uh, my own, um, which is based on my own life experience, where I felt to give back for to children uh, in need of shoes, uniform, and school bags. You know, uh, more targeting disadvantaged communities okay. who has no shoes, or or maybe they have only a pair of shoes. And you know, they, they you know, you know, shoe means it's something for children, even for adult, adults, you know. Sure. So I've got this, which I launched in 2012, um, and I did some few projects uh, here in, um, in Johannesburg, South Africa, where I help a school. And um, that is uh, my first uh, philanthropy project. Then once I started making the film, Bill uh, Line, um, I brought together a number of um, charities who are supporting uh, wildlife causes, especially the rhinos. You know, yeah. they they need some of them. They just cut off their heads. So there are doctors, uh, vets that going out there to support, to stop them, to keep them alive. Also, some of the rhinos, they, they kill their, their their mom and they become an orphan. And there are also orphan centers, you know, they provide uh, support for this uh, rhino orphanage. So I made the beneficiary from the film uh, and I, I got involved with them and um, uh, that is uh, which I did. Now, currently, uh, I'm planning to set up my own charity in, in U.S. in Los Angeles, which I'm going to register it when I'm traveling next month. And um, so that will be uh, quite massive uh, 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 ambitious project because sure. my plan is on that, trying to bring some few 
uh, rhinos out of South Africa to US. Wow. And yeah, so um, that 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 needs uh, enormous uh, kind of uh, strategic thinking and planning to make it happen. Um, uh, you know, so that 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 one uh, will be my 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 like something which I'll be involved to bring a number of rhino rhinos to to US uh, zoos, including to like LA Zoo, for example. Okay. Uh, yeah, and but it's not only there, but I think it's gonna happen um, across US. Uh, you know, try to 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 drop here and there, just to keep their um, their survival. Uh, you know, if that doesn't happen, I mean, you don't want to show for your kids that are, that are wild animal that has got a horn in his head, you know, like a unicorn. Sure, or, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, so we have to keep them alive. Uh, and, yeah, that's uh, my next philanthropy project, which I'm going to offshore register back in the U.S. No, that's that's really cool, man. That That's actually... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. So... <clears throat> I'm kind of curious, you're involved in, in so much. How do you kind of manage your day, your kind of week, your month? Because I think like, you know, a lot of people sometimes find just doing one thing kind of, you know, so time consuming where you're doing a ton of stuff. Do you just kind of focus for weeks or months at a time on a certain project or do you dedicate certain days or or how do you kind of manage your your time when you're you're doing all these kind of different things? Uh, it's a focus. I mean, you need to focus on projects that you do. Uh, if you try, like my second book, which is already will come uh, early early uh, 2018 in okay. January or fifth, uh, the title is called "Be Unstoppable," and it, it tells you about delegations and time management and those kind of stuff. It's not like uh, Giving you an uh, uh, an advice and like an advice or a guideline, but just tells you how I've been managing things. Okay. Just from my own experiences, it gives an advice of how to focus and how to delegate. You, need, you definitely need to delegate. I mean, a lot, a lot of people they, they what they they do is they just take a project, or they have got one and they just you know they don't they don't trust other people to do the jobs which can be done with other people. So what I do is. I mostly I start a project, and once it's taking shape, I just stay back for for others to run it. Okay. And that is a trust, and that to have even that kind of you know confidence to say that somebody need to run it. That's what a lot of people they lack. They don't they don't have that confidence to say that no, I started these things. This is my baby, and it's my job, and they just live on that project on that business for life. Sure. But in my case, I don't do that. Uh, uh, I, I start a project, I focus on it, I make sure it, is, it, is, it has taken shape. And also people I'm working with, I trust them, I'm open and I show them, uh, you know, in such ways I can see that they can take this project and run it. Right. So that's why if, if I don't find it, I've got my time frames. And that's why you see like a startup workshop now. Uh, when I When I did that, when I work on that one, I was in LA and I was having a PR company. So I thought, with, with, with these things, maybe I could be able to assist entrepreneurs here and there. But it didn't happen. And what I did is I just parked it on the side. Got and you. My, my project's already done. The blueprint is done. I know what to do with it. But nobody came and took it from me to take it forward. Then I just parked it on the side. Got I, you. I don't want to just. 
it doesn't mean that the process is not complete. It's already complete. It's finished. Like the same with Blair Line, for example, the film which I did. Sure. My job is already done. Now I say, I'm, I'm just saying now, on December or January, somebody needs to take this film away from me because I've got Connect Social, which, which needs my full attention. For now, with Connect Social, it doesn't need my time because there are, there are development team working on developing it. Right. So I just, just I've got a few questions. It doesn't need my full time. Sure. So they are developing. Now they are finishing by December 22. It needs now my full time. My It needs my focus. I can't think of blood line because somebody needs to take it. Right. Then they can do whatever they have to do. So uh, it's a kind of like not piling project to project, uh, but if the project needs me, like blood line needs me, I came to a certain stage now, which I packaged it, I made it. Now I'm having a charity as well registered in, in, LA, in, in LA. So the charity now needs my time to bring these rhinos to US. It becomes my other project. Right. You, you understand. So I can't uh, uh, do those multiple projects at the same time, but I need to delegate to other people to run it. Got you. So how do you kind of pick the people that you work with? Because I think a lot of people would struggle with kind of letting go of their baby for lack of a better yeah. term for it. Like, how do you know yeah. that that's the person that needs to run? this project i most of the times i work on trust and i see on their passion okay. and if the person is willing to take instructions Interesting. for me that that is the best one a lot of time i have challenges they tend not to take instructions or follow what you have done and they want to bring their own formula it doesn't mean i'm not saying i'm not taking in some somebody's advice sure but you have you have that vision and you started and you know why you started so any idea comes in it has to enable for a better so i work on trust and confidence and faith that this person has passion and he can do these things because i mean technically the whole job is done sure and the person is not coming up and taking the entire risk or putting money or whatever it is so the, the entire job is done for this person just to manage it it's not uh, the, the hard part of the job is already done but the, the remaining part is just to manage and just to to follow the course of the the, the product itself so i've done a lot of similar projects where uh, management takes over and they just run it so um I mean, you just need to follow uh, your your instinct. I sure. mean, technically, yeah, you just need to, 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 to trust. The, the biggest problem people is they don't trust other people. So if you have that trust, and if that person is not even effective on de on delivering, and you'll, it will manifest when that person abusing the trust you gave. Right. So I'm not afraid to let go of that person, no matter what. Got you. No matter okay. what, and no matter what they think that, uh, the project doesn't go without these individuals, I'll just let them know. Because immediately when you trust them, you start seeing their true color. Some they will appreciate and become loyal and they can get the job done. Some, they, they try to take advantage of your trust. Got you. So okay. in such ways, it, it, it gives you an advantage as well uh, to see the true color of that individual whom you trusted and becoming you know, funny, then you'll, 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 you'll see very cute. And you just let go of that person and bring another person because the projects need to continue. Sure. So I work based on tr on trust. And, and the trust for me is like the biggest, my my advantage, I trust people. 
in my advantage. It's been helping me a lot. Some they see that the trust is good. They find them getting the job done. Some they find them try to take advantage, which means just not the right person to work with. So you need to have the the, the, the gut and the confidence uh, to say that you have to move out from from my ways. So I have no problem to say that leave or you know move away from my place. So I can just let them go and get another person. In such ways, things move, things move goes on. No, I I think that's really good advice. And as you kind of hire and work with people that you trust and deliver for you, you probably mm. move them on to other projects. You know, once they kind of finish one or right, is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, because I, that's why trust is a key okay. for any working relationship. So my card is in business and my success achievement is I play with my trust card. Mm. I throw my trust to people whom I, I'm hiring and I give them everything I need. So if they appreciate that trust and they take ownership and they start doing their part, then you give them, you reward them and, you know, you, you, you motivate them. I mean, you, you can pay them double if you can give them as partner. Anything is possible. Sure. Uh, so most of those people, you trust them, even they don't want more because they become grateful for 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 the trust which you gave them, for the operation which you provided. So you find them delivering and and succeeding. So that's how it, ha- it has been uh, uh, my success uh, 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 game or formula. Some of the people like they are very um, shrewd and very corrupt. When you give them that trust, you'll find them their true color reflecting immediately. Sure. Uh, immediately you'll see uh, showing you um, unnecessary excuses or coming with different kind of strategies how to get out of you or you know trying to put you in corner because when you trust that is that, that is they start panicking uh, you know so that helps you helps us a, a lot in terms of for you immediately you can make a decisions uh, this is a person or not and you just let them go no, that that makes makes yeah. sense. So, do you hire people kind of um, in different parts of the world based on the project that you're working on, or do you try to keep them in South Africa or LA, or or, or how do you kind of deal with the geographic challenges around kind of having multiple projects in many different kind of industries and and kind of collaborating with people? Oh no, it is uh, I outsource, uh, uh, which means uh, I hire companies as project needed. Okay. So I don't have like a, a fixed company for this. For example, I changed three PRs since last year, November. PR okay. companies. Okay. So every every PR has got their own roles and they play their own games. Gotcha. So if they don't deliver the, what's expected, then you move on with other PR. We can't do the, the job then. So, but you have to be brave. Uh, uh, to say that, um, you know, uh, to have a contingency plan, you have to keep your options open. Uh, uh, when you have your options open, then you can be able to, to be unstoppable. You can just keep moving. Some of the people, they don't think, when you give them a project, they think that uh, you can move on without them. So, such as, they make a lot of mistakes in such ways. But you have to have that uh, uh, brave and confidence just to take away if the job's not done and move with someone. So, in such ways you can succeed but if not you end up you know contracted to a company that dragging you down and you know you don't have uh, take paying a lot of money for it but you see there's no result coming in you know then but you got a lot of parameters to test those people you know those corporate companies whom you are hiring with 
depending of the deliverabilities and depending of the reports they are giving you and how they are communicating with you, you know. So there are a lot of factors you can weigh to say that, okay, this is a person who's doing the job, then you can have a piece of sleep. No, I, I, I think that's that's actually really good advice. And I, I'm kind of curious then, in, in a traditional kind of week, do you try to work kind of nine to five? Do you, Are you kind of up in the middle of the night sometimes because you're dealing with people kind of in North America when you're in South Africa? Like, how do you kind of manage your, your, your time and kind of your work schedule? What I do most of the time is if I've got a project, I avail myself for that project. Okay. So my, my time zone works on that project which I have. Okay. If I've got a project, I don't sleep. Interesting. Like, uh, now I've got a person in LA, so my, my time zone is like now, I'll be awake until 2 o'clock, my time, which okay. means uh, I'll be up until midnight and check emails or reply and whatever it is. Early morning, like maybe I wake up at 6 o'clock and I've got a team like from India working with my staff. I have to say good morning, then I go back to sleep and I just, you know, have two, three hours in the morning, then lunchtime, I have my lunch. I'm back to bed as if for me it's like night. So now when I wake up to you to you to have a, a call, I just wake up from my bed. Gotcha. I shouldn't I shouldn't be sleeping, but I for your phone call for me it's like morning. So I am in the same time zone as you I physically see. and mentally. Mentally, I'm in your time zone. Interesting. So I've I've got the energy as if like I wake up. Got you. I see. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So. Is there any kind of tools that you can recommend maybe online or like kind of software that you use to kind of manage some of this stuff outside of kind of the traditional kind of calendar stuff? Is there nah. any tools that you use or not really? <laughs> no, I just, I just map. I used to keep diaries back in the days okay. when I was like um, in high school. So keeping diary, it helps you to memorize what you have, you have done in the day, week, or months so that helps you to map in your mind so i don't have any calendars uh, i use my mind just to map myself interesting uh, which which is a memory development that you developed your minds through times and it can be able to map and 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 just you know like it just like it just ticks up i don't use alarm to wake up but like if your mind is like trained in such ways it can be able to a mind can do great great things if you have um developed it and if you have attained it so that's the kind of things which i had since like my childhood i kind of like i was had uh, a lot of experience so i don't i don't i don't keep diaries or i don't think so. i just map it in my mind interesting oh no that's that's fascinating but but sadly we're coming to the end of the show so let's no. close with mentioning where people can get more information about yourself and kind of all the stuff and more that we covered in today's show uh, they can visit my, my website, uh, tarikubogale.com, and uh, they'll find my Facebook, Twitter, and uh, books, and all is there, my firms, everything, projects I'm doing is out there on my personal website, tarikubogale.com. Sure, and that's T-A-R-I-K-U-B-O-G-A-L-E.com. Yep, that's the one. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thank we'll, ta we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening. Please visit the show's website at buildingthefutureshow.com. Also check us out on Facebook at Building the Future Show and follow us on Twitter at Building Show. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.